I, well, I'm just going to assume I'm live and say, hey, everybody. Oh, it's not live yet. There's this little blue line that goes down. Oh. And I think that's what I'm supposed to see. I am the least tech savvy person. Well, second least tech savvy person in the world. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Before I introduce today's guests, just to mention, I know you're probably getting sick of it, but it really does help if you buy my book during the period when it's first out because it just helps our ratings and gets more people to know about the book. If you buy it by October 18th on Amazon and email me a receipt from Amazon to chefajbonus at yahoo.com, we'll send you a bunch of bonuses, including I think it's like 35 recipes that didn't make it in the book, not because they weren't good, but because I was being rushed and the audio file of the book. So it's like getting the audible book for free. So today we have two wonderful guests, Dr. Lori Marbus and Anthony Massiello, and they're the co-founders of Plant-Based Telehealth. And we're going to tell you all about their joint business venture, because I think the number one question that comes into us through our mailing list, or even when we're doing these live shows, is a medical question. And I'm not a doctor. And even if I was, I can't answer it on a YouTube live. And even the doctor Doctors that come on, they can kind of answer general questions, but they can't really help you specifically. And now it's in almost every single state in the United States. I believe it's in 41 or 43. And by the end of 2020, the goal is to have it in all 50 states. You can see a plant-based doctor, not just a plant-based doctor, but a great plant-based doctor like Dr. Lori Marbus or Dr. Chris Miller or Dr. Michael Clapper. And they're going to tell you how to do that and why you might want to do that. Even if you have a doctor you like, it's always good to have a plant-based doctor on your team. That's what I've been doing for years. So I love telemedicine because you don't even have to get dressed to see your doctor now. No fighting for parking spaces. I remember I had a great plant-based doctor in LA, Dr. Roy Artal. It was like 20 bucks to park at Cedar sinai With telemedicine, parking is free. Please welcome to the show the co-founders of Plant-Based Telehealth, Dr. Lori Marvis and Anthony Masiello. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank, thank you, you, Chef AJ, for having us. This is great. Yeah. And thank you, know, you for I'm, the new slogan, parking is free. I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> you know, I used to be I used to be a wannabe advertising copywriter. So please feel free to to use to use that thing. I think I think I came up with somebody uh, saving the world a colon at a time. I did that for, for somebody that was on the show. So I want to hear the story about the business. But Anthony, you also have a personal story of hope and healing and recovery from obesity and probably other things. So why don't you tell the viewers about yourself? Yeah, sure. Thank you. And you know, it's one of the things I love about our plant-based community is that so many of us have personal stories and that's why we're in this space to begin with because we really have figured out how to help ourselves and now we wanna help other people. So my story, I'm gonna share the short version. It goes back to somehow in elementary school, I gained a lot of weight. Um, I don't know how it happened, but it stuck with me. And by the time I was 33 years old, I'm gonna hold this up so you can maybe see. This was me. Um, at this time, this was in October of 2005. The picture may have been taken, oh, the picture is August of uh, 2005 because there's my birthday cake. You can kind of see my candles down there at the bottom. Um, and at, by this time, I weighed 360 pounds. I had a 54 inch waist. I was on medication for high blood pressure. Um, I had high cholesterol. I was diagnosed with sleep apnea. And I, scariest of all, I was just denied a 20-year term life insurance policy. And I was denied a 20-year term life insurance policy when my wife was pregnant with our second son. And at age 33, I mean, that hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, I tried my whole life to lose weight, and I didn't know what to do. But um, I was determined again to give it a real try. And as luck would have it, I ended up searching um, the internet. I was searching on Google and I found Dr. Furman's book, uh, Eat to Live, and I found it on Amazon. And what attracted me to it right away was on the front cover, it said fast and sustained weight loss. And I was like, well, yeah, that's what I want. But then what really turned me on to it is I read all the comments and people weren't necessarily talking about weight loss. They were talking about getting healthy. And I was like, for the first time in my life, it clicked. I didn't really want to lose weight to, to change my body shape or to look differently. Now I wanted to lose weight so I could be healthy. I really wanted the validation of this insurance company that, that they think I would live more than 20 years, at least to be able to see my kids graduate high school. 
And uh, so I bought the book and I did exactly what it said. And the short story is it took me 20 months to lose 160 pounds. I lost almost exactly eight pounds a month for 20 months. Uh, during that time, I got off all my medications uh, for blood pressure, my cholesterol, my uh, triglycerides, my liver function tests, all of these things that were all in the danger zone all came down to being ideal. And most importantly, and the thing that no one told me, and I didn't even read it in those reviews, is I felt more amazing than I ever had in my life before. I had energy. I, um, yeah, I had energy. I had self-confidence. And I was just enjoying my new self. So, um, yeah. And now since experiencing that for myself, losing a total of 160 pounds, um, now I just want to help other people. And I want to help them for the benefits of getting healthy, avoiding chronic disease, but mostly in the context of really improving quality of life and really learning how to enjoy yourself and get out there and, and live life, I call it, instead of just kind of existing, which is what I had done for so many, so many years. I love that you said that it, it really was a focus on health because I'm in the process now of conducting interviews for next year's Truth About Weight Loss Summit. And Dr. Lori Marvis is going to be a guest speaker on that. But all the doctors are saying the same thing. You don't go on a diet to lose weight. If you go on a diet, you go on a lifestyle diet to gain health. And then the weight comes off because you're trying to get healthy. Yeah. And it sounds obvious when we're in our world and when we talk about these things, but no one ever told me that. I mean, still no one told me that. It, it took me reading those comments in 2005, you know, at 33 years old after struggling for with my weight my whole life. I didn't really even associate my body weight with health. And that's where, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't like to get into the body image kind of discussion and things like that, because I do want people to love and care for themselves and be proud of themselves, no matter what shape they happen to be at any point in time. But I also want to be realistic and know that it's a risk factor and that if we're uh, putting on a lot of weight, then there may, may be things going on on the inside also that are really impacting the way we live and, the, and, um, and you know, the burden we are on our families and society. In my case, I was scared. You mentioned you were on a bunch of different medications. Before the doctor put you on them, did they ever say anything like, well, you know, Anthony, there's a way to avoid these medications if you lose weight or eat healthier. Did any of the doctors ever mention that? Yeah, um, they didn't really mention by eating healthier. They always said if I lost weight, that my cholesterol would come down. If I lost weight, my blood pressure would come down. But no one ever told me that I could, you know, that, that changing the way I ate could do that other than, you know, losing weight. So they never really got into anything about, you know, how I should do that. And it's interesting. Now what I know is if I eat and live in a way that lowers my blood pressure, I lose weight. It's actually the opposite of what I, what I was always thought. It was always lose weight first, and then these other things will come into line. And, and so it, it's, it's different. I'm so glad that the cat is out of the bag. I'm glad that we're talking about this. I'm glad that you, you know, someone you know, with your influence are talking about this. And, and everyone, so that people learn that getting healthy, yeah. And then the weight loss becomes a side effect of that. Was it difficult, your journey? I mean, once you started eating correctly. You know what the most difficult part was making the decision to do it. And I was so scared and I was so motivated that that for the first time in my life, that wasn't hard. Um, I had the roadmap. I did, uh, basically I got on the uh, Dr. Furman's six week plan about 15 years ago. And I haven't gotten too far off of it ever since, you know, I just literally just did it. Um, but it's because I know that my mindset was there. I was afraid, I was motivated, I was determined. Um, and then, you know, I, I followed his plan. The first two months I lost 30 pounds and that was all the validation I needed. Then my self-talk changed. You know, I started telling myself, wow, this is working. Wow, this is amazing. Wow, I love this. Wow, I enjoy this. You know, so uh, it was a series, it was a, like an accidental alignment of the stars that enabled this to work for me this time. But looking back, we can dissect that my alignment of the stars, and it's actually turns into a formula that anyone can follow. And that so many of us in the plant based world are helping people to understand so that they can follow for themselves, and they can create the same transformation for themselves. Yeah, I agree. Did you ever have attempts at weight loss before either successful or unsuccessful? Um, I did have attempts, both unsuccessful and successful. 
I would say my most successful was in the early 90s. I went vegetarian. I actually gave up um, meat and alcohol on the same day. And I probably lost about 60 pounds, which brought me down to maybe 280 pounds. And I'm six foot four. So today I'm 200 pounds. But, um, but it brought me down to about 280 or maybe even in 270 at some time. And I, and I felt great at that weight. I mean, that was, that was a big weight loss for me. And it lasted for a while until I figured out that Ben and Jerry's ice cream was vegetarian, you know, and cheese pizza was vegetarian. And, and I went from the point of eating basically vegetable stir fries and rice, which is all, which is what I thought vegetarians ate when I first gave up meat. You know, I just said, Hey, I'll just have stir fries every day. That's easy. And um, to finding all of these other products that happen to be vegetarian and, and then the weight came back and it probably came back more. And then as I, you know, started my career and got a full-time job and became sedentary, you know, I piled on some more and that's where all the complications. Um, and the, the doctors, you know, I had been holding off the doctors for a long time, you know, for medication, but they finally got fed up with me and they realized that it was, it was too dangerous for them to trust me to just do this on my own. And they ended up having to medicate me at that point. But fortunately for me, I only stayed on the medications for about um, two years, a year and a half or so until I changed my lifestyle and was able to get back off of them. That's fantastic. And how long have you maintained this weight loss and stellar health? Well, I started in March of 2006 and I haven't stopped yet. So it's been, so my weight has been nearly level. When I say nearly level, maybe it fluctuates within 10 pounds for the past um, 14 years. And that's, that blows my mind because now that's half, you know, I was 33 when I started, I almost half of that you know, almost one third of my life, I've been in this, you know, this Anthony, which still feels a little bit unusual to me. I'm still not used to it, but, uh, but uh, it feels good. Well, congratulations. Are you in the National Weight Loss Control Registry? No, I'm not. And I got the paperwork once and I never finished it. I got it years ago and I should, I should get back in there because I know they need to have cases of people who have actually sustained it and lost weight and kept yeah. it off for a long time. I just got some new paperwork for them. That's why I asked. Cause yeah, definitely your stories were sharing. Has it been hard to keep, to maintain this weight loss? Cause I know a lot of people lose weight, but where they, where the rubber meets the road is they're not able to maintain it. Yeah. It's not hard at all. Um, and it was hard to change. And, and that's what we know is that it's hard to change. But once you're used to it, I feel like I'm at, I was at an advantage that I had so much weight to lose, that I had to be so disciplined for so long that by the time my weight loss was my, I had lost my weight, I had no unhealthy habits to go back to, you know, it was almost two years of my new habits, my new healthy habits. So I got to the point where when I would get starving, you know, I would eat a bunch of carrots or, you know, or I would eat, you know, some extra beans on my salad. So those are the only things I had to go to. So now it's not difficult at all to maintain. That's great. Beverly wants to know, what is your daily diet like? Um, it varies a little bit. Um, sometimes I, in the summertime, I really enjoy salads for breakfast and my salads will be simple, something like chopped power greens or romaine lettuce with whatever fruit is fresh. And watermelon season is my favorite. I just cube up a bunch of watermelon, mix it in with some greens and I eat it like that. Now that it's getting cooler here, I'm in New Jersey, um, I do go with steel cut oats and berries, but it's almost like my, my oats are a condiment. You know, I have, I have some, some um, steel cut oats in the bottom of my bowl. And then, you know, I pile on frozen blueberries or frozen mango or any frozen, you know, frozen food is just, fruit is just so easy for me to always have on. And then salad is usually a big lunch and then dinner varies between either, but, but my salads aren't like a, you know, a side salad that you get at a restaurant where there's a little bit of lettuce and a wedge of tomato. You know, my salads are, are in big bowls and they have hot and cold stuff on it. They always incorporate some beans um, onto my salads. Uh, sometimes dressing, sometimes I don't even need dressing. Sometimes there's fruit. Sometimes I put kimchi or even sauerkraut on my salad. And I really work on making my, my salad a meal. Sometimes I'll, I'll roast potatoes and I'll put that on there. Sometimes I'll bake tofu and I'll put some of that on there. It's, it's a hearty salad. And then dinner, it just depends, you know, in, in the evening. Um, sometimes it's cooked vegetable dishes. We love to make eggplant rollatinis. I love to make, uh, now that we're coming into fall, I love to make uh, like um, bean stews and soups. And things like that. We just had butternut squash soup the other day. So 
it's and sometimes I'll even just steam broccoli and put that on top of a salad, you know, to just to kind of make my salads into more meals. But um, I would say mostly it's just simple stuff like that. Yeah, that's what I hear from most people I talk to. It's it's pretty simple. Martha wants to know: Are you SOS free? So do you eat sugar, oil, or salt? No, um, I, I don't eat sugar, oil, or salt except if I'm out at a restaurant and you know someone has told me that if I get a salad at Chipotle and I get black beans on it someone has told me you know they put oil in those beans sometimes you know it's non-detectable to me you know it feels probably insignificant but as a rule I mean we don't have any oil in the house I don't I don't use oil to cook and I don't eat oil but some probably does sneak in when I'm out at restaurant meals. Sure. Are you an avid exerciser and were you before you lost weight or during the weight loss process? I was not, I lost my first, I was not before, I was active, I would skateboard sometimes and I would snowboard in the winters, but um, I never exercised. After I lost my first 90 pounds without doing any exercise at all, then I did start exercise and I started running um, because my wife was a runner and I was always a little bit jealous of her for doing that. So I started running and I continue to run now. Um, I also enjoy mountain biking, but, um, you know, I really attribute my health and uh, weight loss success to the way I eat more than the activity. The activities are things that I do now for fun and for enjoyment and kind of to use this body that I have um, to get out and play. How have your friends and family responded to your tremendous success? They're very encouraging. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my kids were very young when I started. They were, well, my, my, when I started, my second son wasn't born yet. And my first was 18 months old. So uh, they had a few years before my wife came on board and then the kids came on board. But I would say since the time that they're two and four or three and five years old, they've also been eating this way. So it's really something that our whole family does. And then the people who are close to me, like my, my mom and my, well, my mom lives in North Carolina, my dad lives close by, but now they've um, started eating this way over the years, even, even my in-laws and, and um, yeah, so lots of friends and family have adopted this, this way of eating and they've done it because they see how much I enjoy it. Um, it's not because they necessarily had health scares of their own. I mean, sure, some of them have lost weight. Some of them have gotten off medications. My father's been eating like this for about eight years and his doctors are, are constantly trimming his, uh, his metformin. He was type, type two diabetic. Now he's, he's barely on any medications anymore. So it becomes contagious. That's great. Gina said, um, how much exactly did you lose? 160 pounds. Wow. In 20 months. Like a whole person. Yes. At the time it was more than my wife and both of my children weighed. (laughs) Incredible. So now I want to know how you hooked up with the beautiful Dr. Marvis and tell us about the business venture that you guys have created. Um, was I a stalker, Lori? Um, something like that. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I, uh, Lori and I have a mutual friend in, um, in Dr. Furman. So since I had lost weight, I had volunteered for him, share my story and we got to become friends. And, uh, we were out one time and he asked me to look at this website because I come from an IT background and he wanted to know what I thought of the website and the website looked fine. But, um, I was like, the website looks fine, but what the heck is this Dr. Furman's Health Oasis? And who is this Dr. Marbus? You know, he didn't tell me anything about the project. He just wanted me to do a technical review of the website. But anyway, I saw that, that he was opening a, a, a center um, in Florida and that Dr. Marbus was the medical director. So I Googled, I'm like, who is this Dr. Marbus? And uh, I Googled her and I found out she had a podcast. So I wrote to her and I asked if I could um, be a guest on her podcast uh, with my wife, because I had seen that she had done some other couples on there. So we did that. And then we had a great time. We laughed most of the time we were on the podcast and I hope people could still understand what we were saying, but we had a great time. And afterwards um, she said, you, sh- you guys should come visit me. And I said, are you sure? <laughs> because when people invite me to go somewhere, and I should warn you, AJ, when people invite me to go somewhere, I go. So, um, so she invited my wife and I to go spend the weekend with her in Florida. And we went and really we became great friends ever since. And uh, we both have a passion for helping people. And we've you know, worked on a number of projects 
to help kind of spread the message of whole food plant-based nutrition and to really help empower people to really be their best selves. So I think that's how it started. Is that fair, Dr. Yeah, that's, yes, that's been over four years now. (laughs) A lot of fun. Well, thanks for mentioning Dr. Marvis's podcast because it's wonderful. Whenever I need to look something up because I have a guest, I just I just listen to what they said on her podcast. So I'm going to post the link to that. So so you're not in Florida anymore, Dr. Marvis. So what what was the trajectory from you being working in Florida to now doing the plant based telehealth? Yeah. So um, I had left a practice in Colorado and had ventured out to Florida to work with Dr. Furman um, at his Health Oasis, and that. We opened in January of 2017 and it closed in June of 2017 because of our funding had dried up. We had some investors that had pulled out and it was unfortunate because we caught 50 people through who I'm actually still seeing now on plant-based telehealth and have kept in touch with the majority of them through all these years. And they've, I've had some have some significant responses like uh, one has lost over 230 pounds. I mean, it's just, it's just phenomenal. Um, so after that abrupt change in my career, um, I had a friend reach out to me and say, Hey, you know, would you like to do telemedicine and work for this particular platform? And I applied and I started doing, I'm a family medicine doc. So I, I see, you know, I've delivered babies and my oldest patient's been a hundred and whatever four, I think was my oldest. And so I could do some of acute telemedicine. (laughs) <laughs> Somebody said that it was a cute telemedicine type of um, visits, but in the interim, I would see these patients for a cold or they were calling for whatever. And I was like, I see you have diabetes, by the way, did you ever hear of a plant-based diet? <laughs> and what was intriguing was, um, you know, most of them have not. And they're like, no, uh, what is this? And so what happened is I'd start seeing them and make, they'd make appointments, which was not the way that platform was originally set up. It was made for acute visits, but they would come back and we would do labs and they would get better and get off medications. And the higher ups in that company were noticing I was getting quality awards because I was taking good care of patients. They were having good reviews coming back. And they're like, you know, we're looking at your data, Dr. Marvis, and you're getting some really interesting things happen. You're kind of a odd case where you're, we're getting people with A1Cs in the 11s and a three, four months later, they're A1Cs under six. What are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm giving them plants. <laughs> I'm telling them to eat plants. And that's kind of how it started in that process. Anthony and I were having conversations. I was like, man, this lifestyle medicine stuff works well in telemedicine. And I started adding, you know, licenses. Um, I got my 42nd one today, actually in Rhode Island yesterday, I got Oregon. So I'm working on getting all 50 And um, he goes, you know what, we should start our own. I was like, are you insane? (laughs) Um, Because that's, that's a lot of work. There's a lot of rules and regulations with medicine. Um, It just, just, it's just, it was a bit overwhelming, but like Anthony said, he's a tad bit persistent and he eventually wore me down. (laughs) So I got to a point that I could, and we worked on it for about 15 months and we were very blessed to partner with people like you and Mastering Diabetes, Cyrus and Robbie, who are amazing and um, we launched in March and uh, we brought on Dr. Clapper and Dr. Miller, who I've, I've known Dr. Miller, Chris Miller for a, a decade myself. She's from Colorado as well. And of course we all know who Dr. Clapper is. We were very fortunate to have him join us. And uh, we've just been growing since and it just coincided with the onset of COVID and you know, where all the barriers to telemedicine were literally just, you know, roll down for us. We didn't have to overcome people's objections to this type of care because they wanted it and they seek it out now and they want to get healthier. So when you combine lifestyle medicine with here we are in your living room or your bedroom or wherever you want to have our conversation, um, people are really open to it. And it's just been such a blessing to see so many people from around the world, actually, um, different countries, all the different states. And it's a it's been a lot of fun. So I, I always tell people, Anthony's true brains and inspiration behind this because without him, it would not have happened. <laughs> Great. Well, there's lots of questions like from Tracy and Beverly. Do you take insurances? Can you order labs? How does it work? Yeah. So um, we can order medications. We can order labs. We use Quest Diagnostic or LabCorp. So those are national labs. Um, we can order medications in, in any of the states. And we don't accept insurance at this point. Um, accepting insurance is really difficult. Um, 
we're a little lean company. <laughs> we're trying to, to grow, you know, smart and meet demand at the same time. And um, we have found that we really struggled actually with the price point because we wanted to be able to sustain a good living for a doctor. So they would do this full time and be more available, um, but also where it was affordable for the majority of people. We do accept HSA or FSA funds. So those little cards, you can use those. And we also do provide a, what we call a super bill or receipt for the visit. You can submit to your insurance company. And we are having some patients get some reimbursement, but others will not. Um, and, but we don't accept Medicare or insurance, at least at this time. It's just, it, we would already probably be out of business because it's, it's really difficult to get reimbursement for that. Great. So which states are you still needing to get the certification? For? Uh, let's see, Alaska, Missouri, Louisiana. Anthony, help me. Uh, do you know? I am trying to remember. Uh, I can actually, I can actually pull up a list for you. Yeah, it's yep. easier actually now to actually say what we're not in than what we are in. So, uh, Indiana, Delaware, Louisiana, Massachusetts—that's a burger, by the way. Missouri, New Mexico, which I'm close, um, and DC. DC. Yeah, that's it. That's 40, forty-three <laughs> out of the fifty states. Um, people can see a doctor, you know, this week or next week. That's incredible. Well, if, the, if there's a neighboring state, maybe they could just drive over and have oh, it. Oh, we've had patients do that. Yeah. So I've actually had patients drive three hours to see me. Um, and it's, I tell you, that's a humbling moment when someone will say, I'm willing to spend three hours in a car to see you for half an hour and drive back for three hours. Um, so that just speaks to the, the, the need and the, um, the valuable asset that uh, seeing someone with our knowledge can be for people articulate to people, especially people that are really serious, like Anthony, about getting control of their health destiny, losing weight, that want to do it in a plant-based way, how important it is to have a plant-based doctor on your team. I, I, they, I understand that people don't want to spend money, but I, I, don't, I think of it as just an investment in your health because even though, of course, I do have regular insurance and have a regular doctor here for emergencies, I run everything through. I have a lifestyle medicine doctor who is both in person and does telemedicine, and I wouldn't have it any other way. So to me, it's like a no-brainer that, that, that you should have one if you are plant-based yourself, because you understand things differently. You look at when you see that when people like will say things like, oh, well, the doctor's worried because my, my HDL is too low. Well, that's because they're looking at all the fat sick people that have this, but not you. And, you know, you know do you understand the question? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I think, you know, the, the important thing is that we have a different set of goals for you. And so I tell my patients to say, listen, uh, sometimes you will need to stay on medications. I'm not saying that everyone gets 100% better. We get you to the best health we can. And that's our point is my goal is that you don't have to come back and see me. Um, I would love it if I was out of business because everyone was healthy. That's the whole point of becoming a doctor <laughs> is healing. And I think you know, and I'm not trying to berate my colleagues in traditional medicine. They just haven't been given the right tools yet, right? So their their toolbox is limited because they haven't either accepted the knowledge or sought it out. And I was very blessed and fortunate that nine years ago, it was kind of dumped in my, my lap by a patient. So, and I was just open enough to, like, you know, Anthony was reading the comments to actually be curious enough to delve into it and see what is this all about. And really put the effort, you know, like Dr. McDougall was, his website was very important for me to um, actually learn how to do this with patients. So I think just understanding our mindsets differently, I want you to thrive. I want you out there being active. I want you to stop those medications. We want to get the, the right numbers down. And um, it's just, it's just a different conversation. We spend more time speaking with our patients, you know, each visits in half an hour. Sometimes they go over, um, especially if they're the last patient of my evening, like I spent almost an hour with my patient last night, but it was needed. And I find that those follow-up appointments are much shorter, but it's just, it's, um, it's a relationship that I don't think I could have, I've had with other patients prior to that, but it's, um, it's just so different because I get so excited and your doctors are different, right? We're happy to see you. We're excited to see you because you're making progress. And if you're not making progress, we're eager to find a way to make you successful. So, you know, I've always made it my mission to remove the obstacles that are whatever is holding someone back. Let's, what is it? Let's figure it out. So that's actually why I started the podcast. Cause I was so curious about like people like Anthony, like, how did you do it? 
and someone else can. I'm like, I want to understand. <laughs> so yeah, that's, and, that's important. And in, you know, in that frame too, from a patient perspective, you know, let's say a patient is lucky enough like myself to, to, find, to find a book or someone's lucky enough to find your channel, uh, Chef AJ, and they learn from you. And then they, they start doing this. And let's say they start, you know, they're having vegetables for breakfast and they're, and they're, you know, they're eating healthfully. And then they go to the doctor and let's say the doctor says, you know, well, are you sure you're getting enough protein? You know, because it happens, you know, it's happened, it's happened to me, you know, and, and I feel like the decision-making and the mind is kind of fragile in the beginning. And, and, you know, we look at doctors at these, as these great influencers. And if they give us some information like that, and it sends us off track, it could really steer our direction. So I feel like it's another benefit to just kind of have everything, you know, working in synergy and helping with the messages that people are learning on their own, because this is a grassroots movement, you know, but having that support from the medical professionals, I agree with you. I just think it's so key. Yeah. So Shar is asking the million dollar question, why does insurance cover pills and procedures, but not prevention? Well, that's a great question. Um, Evidence. Yeah, right? yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's uh, well, number one, I think the majority of physicians are in the practice of, you know, prescribing and procedures. Um, my daughter's a fourth year medical student. She's graduating in May. She'll be a newly minted doctor. She's been well-versed in plant-based nutrition and is plant-based herself, but she has a toolbox very different from her, you know, her classmates that will be graduating. And, you know, in, like, I think Dr. Kreiker did a video or something where it said it took what 7,000 or 6,000 studies for smoking to be fully accepted as causing cancer and unhealthy. And, you know, so I, it's kind of in that realm. It's just take really slow to get the evidence in practice. And it's hard to change behavior. I mean, you're asking people to literally give up something that society says is okay, you know? And so this, it's a very different message and people get confused and there's a lot of conflicting data now, especially because all this information. And so I don't think people quite understand they, and that, and that I do get people who are trying to do plant-based so like, but I'm still confused, you know, what about this or what about that? And so I get a lot of the same questions, I think. So there's confusion and there's a lot of competing factors. There's big pharma. And of course, you know, they're looking at how can I make more money? Hospitals make more money off of interventions. So, you know, those stents in the cardiac cath labs, those make money. Your surgeons, bariatric surgeries, those make money. So that is where you got to think about where are they coming from? So where are their bias? So my bias is to keep you out of those places and keep you in your life where you need to be and living your purpose and not taking medications that make you fatigued and want to sleep instead of being at your kid's, you know, baseball game. Yeah, and there totally. is some, I'm sorry, there, there yeah. is some hope, you know, the insurance companies are coming around and they're learning how to pay for, for, you know, they're, they're working on models so that we, so that insurance companies can pay for keeping patients well, and that, that becomes, you know, a well care system, but it's just not there yet. We're at this weird kind of, uh, you know, transition point where we're all helping to try to tip that scale towards wellness and prevention and, and reversal over treatment. And, but right now the only way to get compensated is for treatment. Yeah. But I think the insurance company's description of wellness is, are you taking your medications and are your numbers controlled? You know, it's not my diabetic because my diabetic, even if their numbers are controlled are still advancing in cardiac disease. They're still at high risk for cancers are still at risk for all these different things for true prevention. Like, so what we're seeing is that people who are insurance or I would say employer groups that are actually self-insured. Now these are the ones who are truly, because they're taking on all the risk of their employer self. They're the ones paying their employers, their, their um, you know, wages. So they actually are more interested in true prevention, not just, are you meeting the guidelines? Are you doing this? We want to, like I said, reverse and prevent truly the disease process, not just keep a lid on it. Yeah. Well, you know what I always say, there's no money in broccoli. <laughs> so uh, Colleen says, how could you have a daughter graduating medical school when you look only 20 years old yourself? <laughs> You're so kind. I will actually be um, 50 years old at the end of this month. <laughs> no way. I cannot believe it. You, your oh. skin is flawless. There's no way you're 50. I'm sorry. Oh, I love you. Thank you. I'll, 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 I'll Venmo you. Uh, later. <laughs> oh my goodness. So here we have a nice question. 
Yeah. You know, it's funny about that the, 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 they don't think in terms of prevention. They, they think about maybe slowing the progression of the disease mm-hmm. rather than ameliorating it, you know, or, or reversing it or obliterating it. You know, I, I think about back when I was in my 20s, I was a respiratory therapist. And so, of course, you know, we had to go to ICU a lot and work with patients on ventilators. And I remember two, there were, this was in the 80s when Ronald Reagan basically said, we're not paying for any more mental health services for anybody. And they released all the people in the mental hospital out in the street. And I remember there was somebody there who had tried to kill themselves uh, by drinking Drano. So they were on a ventilator for a long time. And somebody that tried to kill themselves by jumping off a bridge broke every bone in their body. Both of these patients were in the hospital for one year, which cost the insurance company a lot of money, but they wouldn't pay for them before to see a psychiatrist or see any kind of mental health, you know, and that's kind of what medicine is today. You know what I mean? We're going to mop up the floor, but we're not going to turn the water off. Right, exactly. And I think that would be one of our things that we're looking from the business standpoint is showing one lifestyle medicine is tough because it's, it's hard to implement that as a regular physician in your normal practice. If you're an employer for a large hospital, you know, when you start preaching plants to people and taking a little more time in your visits, it's not exactly looked upon as a positive thing, <laughs> right? Because, you know, we're, we're not seeing multiple patients, we're not billing, we're not in putting those patients in the hospital for whatever reason, doing more testing. And um, what's interesting is that when we look at the return on investment, right, for someone, you know, in the person's life, it's going to be longevity, it's going to be quality of life, along with quantity of life. Uh, lifespan and health span coinciding. That's really important. And, but uh, I, I think it's really interesting that as we're going to be able to grow this as a telemedicine company across the nation, we can take these doctors that have these little interests in Podunk, Louisiana, or maybe one in Kentucky or one in Maine, and then they come together and they can see patients from all over the country. And then we're going to have a collective effort to say, here you go. We've seen patients across this country and it works your return on investment is healthier, a healthier population. And so that is really the important step that we feel like we can build momentum by using this type of platform and showing we will, given enough time, you will see effects. And we are already seeing effects. Like I'm already seeing patients reversing their disease and going, okay, Dr. Marvis, I'll see you in like three months for my follow-up, but I'm doing great. I don't have my meds are stopped. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, it's working and we've been, we've been a little company for seven months and we're making huge impacts already. So I'm super excited a year from now, two years, three, we get more doctors on more patients. I mean, it's just going to be phenomenal and it's, it's already phenomenal, but it'll be exploding. And I'm so excited. Yeah. I, I cannot wait to see where this goes. Allison says, so ideally would I have an annual exam with a lifestyle doctor and my general practitioner? I don't, I don't use the local ones for, I only use them. Like if I, you know, I cut, like I sliced the tip of my finger oh. off today, that kind of thing. You know, right. I don't, I don't go there for wellness. I just, I use my lifestyle doctor and then, you know, if an emergency you know, that, that yeah. I, I say certainly, I think if you're already on a plant-based diet and you're doing pretty well, it wouldn't be bad just to check in with someone and, you know, let's talk about what you are eating. If did you need to require supplements, let's do labs. Sometimes people go, well, what labs can I get? Cause my insurance will be covered. Like for example, Kaiser in California, they'll try to get their regular doctor to order Cause I can't order in that system. Um, and so there may be some elements there that you could use both. Um, but you're exactly right. There are going to be limitations, obviously, to lifestyle medicine or telemedicine practice. Although I will say I've learned to do some things and have sent people to the hospital and they've had, you know, when I sent them, they, it was a good thing because they ended up being <laughs> admitted for very serious things. We still understand medicine and we're still looking for those red flags. Um, so it's really fascinating to see um, patients also, they're like, well, my doctor said this. I was like, listen, I'm not trying to have you disrespect your doctor, but are they, they, they haven't quite learned what I'm going to tell you right now. So maybe you can teach them. And so that's another opportunity. Actually, if you do see another doctor is showing them, look at how good I'm, I'm better I'm getting and how well I'm doing. So, you know, I, I always encourage for people to continue that relationship with your local doctor, because the only way they're going to learn is by someone sharing. And that was a patient that shared with me and my life has never been the same. So well, I'm loving telemedicine because like, I don't like to drive and I, you know, I don't like to pay for parking. And obviously there's certain things you, you have to have the patient in person. If you're getting something burnt, you know, you can't just say, Hey, can you remove this? But for a lot of it, especially in the follow-ups and especially with lifestyle medicine, it's, it's, it's great. I, I love it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And I, I enjoy, you know, it's fun because you'll be like last night I was in 
oh my goodness, I was in California and Ohio and Florida and Texas. <laughs> so, you know, I have patients in Egypt and Portugal in different Canada. And so this is, you know, we have someone that's been contacting us from Australia. And so these are amazing things to be able to touch people around the world. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. So here, um, Beverly wants to know what the cost is. Is it, is it printed on your website? I haven't. Yeah. 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 So the best place to go, um, Anthony, he made all the videos. You want to share what's available? Yep. So if you, if you go to the website, it, it's very clear. It's, we have the most simple pricing model that there is. It's $150 for a 30 minute appointment. And people say, oh, well, I don't know. 30 minutes is going to be enough. Then they can book two appointments and they can pay $300, you know, back, back to back. So and they can book those appointments so they get an hour block of time or they can spread that out over a week or so. And um, I'm fortunate enough to help. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to speak with people when they call with questions like that, um, because we can help to figure out what's right for them based on what, what they're working on and make sure that they get the care that they need. But um, yeah, the pricing is on the website. It's that simple. Um, what people do is they basically they go to our website, plantbasedtelehealth.com. First step is to register as a patient. And once you make it through that process, then you get to look at the doctor's calendar and you just pick a time that's right for you. The only thing you have to pay attention to is to make sure that the doctor is licensed in the state that you're going to be in at the time of the appointment. And this goes right back to what you said earlier, um, Chef AJ, and what Dr. Marvis has experienced. If you don't live in a state that's covered, but you live close to a state that is, you can certainly travel there. In fact, the very first visit we did um, I was the patient and Dr. Marvis was the doctor, but she wasn't licensed in New Jersey where I live. But luckily I'm 15 minutes from Pennsylvania and my friend actually has a tattoo shop in Pennsylvania. <laughs> so I drove to Pennsylvania and I sat in the back of his tattoo shop and um, with buzzing tattoo guns in the background, I had my first visit with, you know, on plant-based telehealth with Dr. Marvis. Did you get a tattoo while you were there? No, I did not. I don't have any tattoos. <laughs> Just kidding. I made uh, it out safe. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, even if, if insurance doesn't pay for the visit, I imagine people that have insurance, maybe they'd pay for labs, things like that. Sure. Yes. When you, when you go for lab work, you walk into Quest or LabCorp, just like any physician would send you. And the first thing they do is they ask you for your insurance card and you give them your insurance card and you cover that. Uh, the same thing for prescriptions. If you do require a prescription, or I know Dr. Marbus is having a great time um, prescribing these continuous glucose monitors for her diabetic patients. And, oh my gosh. And, and they just walk into the pharmacy and they give their insurance card and all that is covered. And um, they will get the bill. People can send it in um, to their insurance company for reimbursement. It's just impossible for us to predict, you know, with the number of plans out there and network and out of network and deductibles you know, we have no way to estimate what someone might get back from their insurance company if they submit their bill, but we encourage people to do that just in case. Great. Let's see oh, where this question go. It was a question about how do you balance what, hold on, I've got to find it. What you, what, if you have a plant-based doctor for the telemedicine, then you have your primary, how do you balance that? You know, because mm. they don't always agree with the plant-based approach. I'm going to look for the exact question so I, that I, I think it, while you're looking, uh, AJ, I think you balance it well, you know, you go to, when you want to learn about how being healthy, you go to your plant-based doctor, when you cut your finger, you get hurt or you fall down or, or something needs to be touched or listened to, then you go to your local doctor. I think it's fantastic to have this service, even for people who I know who are plant-based, who have been for a long time and are very healthy and you know high-performing athletes, they just don't go to the doctor anymore. But wouldn't it be fantastic to go and see a plant-based doctor and have things checked? Like, you know, we get a we hear every once in a while there's a controversy around should we supplement for vitamin D or not? You know, and and it's hard to make personal decisions off of literature, but I can go see Dr. Marbus and she can just order a test and we can find out exactly if I should be supplementing with vitamin D or not. The same thing for B12 and the same thing for the omegas, you know? And so when these controversies come up, it's almost like you, they don't have to be because you can just go, you can go, just go find out what your levels are and do what's right for you. So uh, I think it's a great service for people who are healthy plant-based yeah. as well. I, I agree. Cynthia says, how do you, th this was the exact question. How do your patients juggle what their primary says versus what your opinion is? And that's, that's why I don't like to use my primary here for plant-based, anything plant-based. It's just like you say, like, a, or, or almost like it's more urgent care, you know? Yeah. And I, in people balance it differently. So there are those who 
like you do you they they go in emergencies they seek care when they need something done physically to them or some type of you know their well woman exam or something like that um where they maybe they have diabetes or they have high blood pressure or they have some other chronic disease and they know that there is some going to be some evidence or some hope that they can get better or reverse it completely that's where i would say you know come see us and then you know their doctor usually is going to see them you know they're not i see some patients weekly some i see every month some i see every three months it just depends um they can send me messages through the portal i get I, I've lost count. I mean, I get on a daily basis, almost daily. I'm, I'm dealing with that. I'm looking at, like Anthony said, the continuous glucose monitor. I have, I have close to 70 patients right now on glu continuous glucose monitors. Um, and those are allowing me to see what their blood sugars are at any point in the day, like 24 seven. And so cool. yeah, and I've worn them myself. So I know what the patients are going through because it is it's highly addictive and that's again because of Anthony because he wore one and then I had to wear one and then I had to wear all of them. Well, I don't and, know what uh, it is, but I want one now. <laughs> I'll get you one. Um, yeah, yeah. It's basically little devices you can wear on the back of your arm, some are on the stomach. Um, and it just basically allows you to see without pricking your finger what your blood sugar is and seeing you know the trends, it really allows a, a non-objective view or, you know, it's just, it's a, or an objective view, I'm sorry, not an objective, but an objective view of what's going on when you eat a certain food. And so I've seen patients, you'll see these weekly averages and they'll go from 180 to suddenly 160 to 140 because they're like, well, yeah, I saw what that did to me. And I, I, I've decided I don't want to see that number again. So I choose not to eat it. And so it's really cool to see that reinforcement with my diabetics. And it's just been, it's just been utterly fascinating. But anyway, I'd say that, you know, you have to come to a comfortable balance. You could tell your doctor about us, or you could just say, Hey, I just have someone helping me eat healthier and leave it at that or not tell them at all. Um, because we will be managing the medications. We have patients check their blood pressure at home. If there's an urgency, obviously we would send you, we'd say, go to the urgent care or ER or go back to see a regular doctor, of course. Um, but we're, we're very respective of whatever the patient would like for us to do. We will do and, um, and try to help them walk that path. Um, but I just don't ever want anyone to think that they need to get healthy alone um, because medications can be a little tricky. High blood pressure medications, diabetic medications. And that's something I had to learn over the course of the last nine years is how do you wean medications? Because you are not how to, taught how to de-prescribe in medical school. And that is a very important skill to hone in on. And um, you learn some very interesting tricks of the trade and some things to look for and how to speak to a patient so they understand, so they pay attention to it because they're the first person who's going to understand that, oh, wow, I think I may need to be cutting my blood pressure medications or whatever. And um, you also have to look for collateral damage is what I call it because I had a patient who went plant-based, she's coming off all these meds. Well, her husband by default was eating the same foods. And I just happened to ask how he was because oftentimes I'll get to meet the family <laughs> in these visits, you know, like, Hey, how you doing? And, um, he said, she goes, you know, it's weird. He's been really tired lately. He was feeling really good. And now he's feeling dizzy. I'm like, is he on blood pressure medication? She goes, yeah. And we measured it the other day. It was really low. It was like 90 something. I'm like, Oh, can we see him? <laughs> I was like, and within, you know, four days, he's off of all his medications and now he's feeling great. And so we do need to pay attention to your other doctors. If we're trying to, you know, there's like, you know, just, we're just prescribing, but by default and by like call like, you know, good collateral damage, my patient's families are getting better. And that is so fun. Oh my gosh. It's wow. great. That's amazing. <laughs> it's always the men, they get the, the benefit by proxy, don't they? So infinite says, wow, she looks half her age for sure. Beautiful. Pam says 30, maybe, but not 50. And Sandra says, would you ever consider working with the department of veteran affairs? Oh, I am a vet. I, I served my country um, in the United States Air Force for four years. And so did my husband and his family. <laughs> so, um, you know, I would, uh, there are some amazing doctors who work at the VA. VA is a difficult system to navigate. Um, it's like moving a Titanic or it's like a very moving, a very large ship. Um, the, and it's, my husband worked for the VA. He's not a physician, but he was a civil engineer. He's, uh, and I just saw his frustration and I would love to be able to incorporate some of this type of practice. And maybe as we grow, we could do something like that or teach others in that, in that facility to do that. But, you know, um, unfortunately our armed forces and the VA, it's, 
it's federal government. It's um, they've got their own set of rules and regulations and they have their own mixed pressures. I'll just leave it at that. So it's a little bit hard, but I would love to. Yes. I didn't know your husband was a veteran. He could come on yeah. the Veterans Day show too. I did not awesome. know that. That's amazing. Yeah. So you have doctors in Florida, right? Yes. Dr. Clapper doc- right. so and myself. Perfect, because Carol says that she needs to gain weight and her doctors are telling her to add protein powder and coconut milk to smoothies and eat salmon. So she could have an appointment with you or Dr. Clapper and you could teach her how to healthfully gain weight. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been interesting because since the last seven months, because we're now we're, you know, the the whole of my population is plant-based, we're seeing more and more of that. Like I'm losing too much weight. I I can't eat enough. And so we help navigate those waters as well. So it's a, it's a nice problem to be able to tell someone like, well, just eat some more <laughs> you yeah. know, and show you how to do that healthfully. Absolutely. Kathy says, why is it so hard to get plant-based telemedicine in Massachusetts? Oh, Massachusetts on average to get a medical license is 18 months. And I've been working on it for about eight months right now. <laughs> they, wow. they, they asked for, they ask for things that no other state does. Let's just put it that way. I mean, I'm going back 20 years of practice and I'm having to dig through things and contact people. I'm like, hey, I haven't talked to you in like 15 years, but can you do this for me? I'm like, Massachusetts is requesting. So um, hopefully, hopefully in the next four months that will happen. Okay, I've got some. Uh, Tiana says, Dr. Marvis is the best doctor in the world. I love working with her. Karen says, I'm a new patient and it was so very easy. I'm glad I tried this. And uh, uh, Linda says, can, this is cute. She says, can she subscribe thyroid medication? I think you could probably prescribe it, but not subscribe it. Yes, absolutely. And it's, uh, that's interesting because I am hypothyroid myself for the last 24 years since the birth of my second baby, Jonathan. And um, my baby number three just turned 22 yesterday. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, thyroid is a really one of my, my favorite things to work with because it's such an interesting organ and there's such a, a, a large number of people and it's the number one autoimmune disease in the United States. And so it's a, it's a really fascinating process to work with someone with their thyroid. Right. So you're, you're licensed in Vermont, right? Yes. So Kathy says she's 20 minutes so she could drive there and call you from her car. A hundred percent. As long yeah. as she's physically in the state that I'm licensed at, at the time of the appointment, yes, we are legally, <laughs> I am not practicing medicine without a license, but yeah. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's interesting how the United States has set this up. Each state requires um, a doctor to be licensed and each state actually governs how that's done. So like New York, I got my medical license in three weeks in California and in Texas, it took me over six months. So it just, it's just a very different system and they're different costs. So. Wow. Um, we, you've answered this, but sometimes people join late. Gina and Char says, will insurance cover the blood tests and other tests? If they cover it, They'll cover it for telemedicine, is my yes. understanding. Yes. Yeah. So they can bill their insurance regularly when they get prescriptions and labs. Yes. Nice. Let's see if there's any more questions. Does she do hormones like bioidentical creams, et cetera? Linda wants to know. Yeah. So that would be something. Now, certain hormones like testosterone are illegal to prescribe over telemedicine because that is a, um, what they consider a, like almost like the level of a narcotic, a controlled medication. Um, so we can't do that type of thing, but for women's hormones, certainly that would be something, it's a, a conversation I would love to have with people, why they think they need those hormones and why are they needing them? Some will, absolutely. I've already prescribed them to some patients that are, it would probably be worthy and necessary. Um, but that's a great conversation to have with people. Absolutely. Uh, Maya wants to know if you have a doctor in Texas. Yes, ma'am. Michigan? It was my very first medical license. Yes, and in Michigan. Rhode Island? Yes, as of today. You know, it's almost like you have to know geography. (laughs) That that and time zones. Let me tell you, being in the middle of the country and I'm like, okay, patient, um, you're on the East Coast. They're like in Tennessee, they have central time zone and an Eastern time zone. And in Arizona, they're sometimes in Pacific, sometimes they're in mountain. And so even that I get confused, the patient gets confused. (laughs) So um, I'm becoming quite adept at learning the different time zones. <laughs> I can imagine you probably have this huge map on your wall with little pins in it and things like that. Or if they're in another country, patients have stayed up to 1 a.m. just to speak to me. I'm like, what an honor. I mean, yeah. it's just, it just blows my mind. That is so cool. Uh, Stephanie says, when you take on a new telemedicine patient, do you find any problems with their current practitioner forwarding their medical records? 
Um, what I usually do is I ask the patients to get the copies themselves and then they just upload them to our, our patient portal, which is HIPAA compliant, it's a safe place um, versus, and, and some patients will, you know, have a successful request, but I, I it's hard. <laughs> so every, every doctor's office, they're busy, they struggle to do what they need to get done on a daily basis. So what I would just say is, can you get a copy, upload it, and then we're good to go. All right. Linda says, this is such a refreshing interview, such good information about telemedicine. And Martha says, are there forms that they fill out in advance of the appointment? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm like other doctor's offices. <laughs> I do need that first visit. There is quite a bit of information I do request, um, but there's also lifestyle questions. We ask about your stress and your sleep and your relationships and exercise and your food and all those different things, along with medications, labs, diagnoses, family history, <clears throat> because all that information beforehand allows me to, because before I see patients each night, I'm going through every chart and making sure that I'm, even if I've already seen them, I'm like, let me refresh what I need to make sure I talk with my patient because I don't want to waste their money or time. And so that's really important to get that upfront information. So we make the most valuable time that we're together. And um, it's been, it's been very, very helpful. Absolutely. Great. Well, Kathy says, I'm going to make an appointment with her. Terrific. And Linda said the same thing. And let's see, Bev says, can you do telemedicine in Canada? You can do any country. It's just the United yes. States that's the problem, huh? Yeah, I can actually see anyone in any country. Now, I can't prescribe medications or labs, but I can certainly give those advice and, you know, request that you see your doctor and request these labs or whatever. Um, but the United States is more restrictive. Absolutely. Uh, it's the it's the most bizarre thing, but not for long. I, 42. I've got eight more and DC to go. And they're all, they're like this close. So that's great. Uh, Roseanne says, do you ever make referrals to other plant-based doctors? Like say somebody needs to see a podiatrist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll send someone like to Dr. Khan um, or to Dr. You know, Kim Williams or someone like that, um, or to Dr. Angie Sadegi or, you know, different docs who are in different specialties. Um, there's a, you know, maybe there's a derm doc in New York. I have sent a friend to yes. patient to a GI doc. Yep. Um, Dr. Jessica Krantz. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's another GI doc in New York that I sent someone to, you know, so absolutely. Um, I'm seeing an endocrinologist in Texas. I know one in Florida. So, you know, we definitely, and that's Anthony's, you know, Anthony, you want to talk about the whole collaborative spirit of why we started this? Because I think it's so important. Yeah. So we, we started it because people couldn't, like, there was no kind of critical mass. There was no one place for people to go to get medical care. And when someone raises their hand in, an, in, a, in a room full of people, like if a doctor is on stage and somebody raises their hand and says, how can I see a plant-based doctor? It started off with a, you know, a questionnaire, you know, where do you live? Are you willing to travel? How far, you know? So we wanted plant-based telehealth to be one place. Um, we are collaborative, you know, to, to the full extent of the term. Um, we know that we're all stronger together and that's why we're working together as a group. And that's why we want to add doctors on this platform so that we basically cut down on the confusion for people so that you can come into one place. And we would love to eventually have specialists on the platform. It just gets tricky because when you're a cardiologist and you can only see patients in one state, then, you know, how many referrals are there going to be? You know, how, like if Dr. Marbus is seeing patients from 40 states and Dr. Clapper is seeing patients from four states and Dr. Miller is seeing patients from 16 states, you know, what are really the odds of them, you know, uh, having that kind of hit where the one patient who does need a follow-up is also happened to be in that state. But eventually we would like to grow to the point where we have a network of physicians so that we can, you know, re um, refer out to these kind of specialists and things like that. So we would like to bring on um, three more doctors by the end of the year. I think it's ambitious just because it takes a long time. You know, there's, uh, you know, paperwork, but but we do ambitious, right, Dr. Marvin? Yes, we do ambitious. <laughs> we do. So, so we want to build that on so that we can become, so that it becomes very easy for people, you know, and we, we like to help and we like to help physicians. I mean, the lifestyle medicine doctors want to see patients who want lifestyle medicine and why not provide that for them? And patients who understand plant-based nutrition want to see a doctor who understands plant-based plant-based nutrition. So we want to help them to find them too. And then people with coaching and education programs, they want their clients to get better. 
So their clients need a doctor who understands what they're doing. And that's why we have, you know, that's why I feel like we um, complement the services that you offer, uh, Chef AJ. And we complement the services that people like the Mastering Diabetes. I mean, they're working on diabetes and, and most people who, un- who are diabetic require medical, um, medical follow-ups as they're transitioning. So that works out to be a really nice uh, complementary relationship. So we just want to fit in together with everyone else who's out there so that together we all have all of the tools that are needed to really help people to, for real change and real improvement in quality of life. Well, I think it's a fabulous idea whose time has come. I mean, vegan for 43 years, you, it, this is like, I finally found a, a lifestyle medicine doctor, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, it's, it's, I, it's, it's the crazy. best. It's so hard to go back to a, other doctor when you, you know, I, like, you know, for lifestyle medicine doctor, the most important question they ask you is what do you eat? And up until I found Dr. Dysinger, who's local to me and does telemedicine, I never had a doctor ever care or ask me what I ate in 60 years. Oh my goodness. That's I know. Amazing. Well, speaking of what, he, what we ate at this, this might be a fun question. We already asked this to Anthony, but somebody asked, what does Dr. Marvis eat in a day? I, I like to cook a lot actually, because when I brought this home to three teenagers and a husband, um, I learned real quick, I'm going to have to get a little bit more crafty in the kitchen and, (laughs) um, learning from people like you and amazing other people that learn to understand the the message of flavor. Anthony's taught me a lot as well, because he had years of doing this long before I moved into the plant-based world. So, but I tend to be kind of boring, uh, for breakfast. It's steel cut oats every morning, even if it's a hundred degrees out with blueberries and a banana and pumpkin seeds and soy milk and flaxseed. And that's it. It's like the same. I travel, I make sure I have those things available. Um, lunch and dinner are a variety. So I grew up in New Mexico. Oh my goodness. I love the, the Mexican spices. I've learned to enjoy Indian food. My husband's Filipino. So we have a lot of cultural differences flying through this house. <laughs> so we eat lots of different flavors. Um, so like last night was uh, Mexican. So we had a, a bowl with had rice and black beans and salsa and green uh, peppers. And oh my goodness, there was so much in there. Uh, tomatoes, all sorts of good stuff. Um, lunches, um, often tundra bowls or there'll be soups. Like I have two, our CSA uh, community supported agriculture program brought in these huge butternut squash. So butternut squash is on our menu. The other night I had some um, uh, acorn squash mash with some steamed vegetables. Um, I love sauces. Oh, Chef AJ, I used that California balsamic. Oh my goodness. And then I ordered the whole little complimentary set. I'm in heaven. Uh, (laughs) Well, guess what? You're a repeat guest, so you're not getting any more. But California Bells, well, I'll I'll see if he'll make an exception. Thomas might be watching. But Anthony, (laughs) every guest on this show that lives in the United States gets two free bottles of California Balsamic Vinegar. Thank you to our friends at California Balsamic, Thomas and Ethel. So maybe we can split it. Anthony could get one and you can get one. No, he can have them. I I have like, I have close to 30 little things that are like trying them every different. (laughs) And you tried the newest one, the Seven Herb Italian. so good. So good. We'll, we'll hook you up here oh. because, because especially I know you'll tell your patients about it. Oh, I, I tell I her, no I've been telling, I can't, I can't wait. <laughs> I've been telling everybody, you got to go. Chef AJ told me about California balsamic. Yeah. You check it out. Yeah. Make sure you tell them that if they use my name, they get two free samples with their order. So that's important. Well, this has just been just so enlightening. I hope we answered all you guys questions, but if not, I'm sure that there's a way that they can get more questions answered by emailing somebody or ca- even calling. Well, what, one thing I'd like to mention also, so, you know, we, our, our slogan is lifestyle medicine for everyone. And, you know, I have to kind of bite my tongue a little bit because I do know that $150 is not for free, right? And it is a lot for, to, you know, for some people to pay, but there's a, this complimentary um, service. So Dr. Marbus, Dr. Miller, and Dr. Clapper every other week. So two, uh, two Thursdays a month, they do a free webinar where people can ask questions of the plant-based doctors. Now, this is not medical advice, but it is a way to get access, to get some questions answered outside of a medical visit. So um, that's on our website also. There's a menu at the top that says oh, webinars, and you just click on that and you can register for the upcoming webinars. So it's a, it's a free way that people can learn from plant-based doctors outside of a medical visit regularly. So it's every Thursday and they can send in questions in advance. So I did wanna mention that 
so that we do have something to balance for people who may not still be able to um, actually come in for a medical visit. And so this also, is for, for people that aren't even patients, you're saying, it's for everybody. Everybody. Yeah, And it's also yeah. on Facebook, our Facebook um, uh, page, the Plant-Based Telehealth Facebook page. It's live on the second and fourth Thursdays starting at 1230 Mountain Time. And y'all figure out wherever you are. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how many shows have gotten screwed up because when I tell the guest, I'm telling it in Pacific time and they're hearing it in Eastern time. And boy, that's, that's a trip. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so, so, so all of that is on our website. I mean, the best place to find us is on the website at plantbasedtelehealth.com or on the Facebook page is plant-based telehealth. You know, we don't have a large social media following, but we do have those lives every week and, and, um, they're diligently answering as many questions as they can. And then I'm transcribing those webinars and I'm indexing them. So I'm basically highlighting what questions were answered and I'm time stamping them so that someone who asked the question, if, if the webinar topic was, let's say, high blood pressure, but someone asked the question about, let's say, um, a GI issue, like you can look and you can see, oh, this GI question was answered at 25 minutes in. So you can actually just click and just listen to those answers. So we're trying to put some free resources out there as well to balance our, our, our offering. Yeah, I'd love to see a whole one on just how you talk to your doctor that's not mm. plant-based. So when they say, where are you at your protein? You know? <laughs> that actually is a really, maybe we'll set that up for the next, we, you know, we would love to have you on our- I'd love um, to. Oh my God, I love to. We would that. love to. Let's, let's bring uh, Chef yeah. AJ on to one of the We will set that up. Where do I get, like, where do you get your calcium if you don't drink milk? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I just, I would like to go to, I'm 60, but I would like to go to medical school just so I can answer that question to other people that, you know, and they would believe me. That would be the whole reason. Just, just so I could do that. That's all I want to do because I've been hearing that for 43 years. <laughs> I'm That's tired. That is the mo that is fabulous. I yeah. love it. <laughs> well, you guys are great. I would. I mean, I can't imagine why anybody wouldn't want to have you as their doctor or or any of your other wonderful doctors. So give it a try, guys. I mean, that's. I think it's a very reasonable price. That is what it costs. I mean, you know, it's not free to see a doctor. I mean, it might you might think it's free, but you're probably paying several thousand a month in insurance anyway. So you know. I don't know. I always, I always think of Dr. Goldhammer in my head. He says, you got to find a doctor who's not a complete idiot. And I bet you at plant-based telehealth, it's quite the opposite. You've got some of the best doctors. I mean, guys, you guys know Dr. Clapper, his reputation precedes him. And then of course, Dr. Marvis and, and all the other doctors I'm sure are wonderful. I've, I've met Chris Miller. She's wonderful. And I'm sure there's more that I don't know that maybe we could have on from time to time. So you can see the breadth and depth of what they offer. Yes. And, it, and it's you. fascinating. I, I answer the phone call and people call and they, they almost think there's going to be a bait and switch. Sometimes they're like, wait, I can actually make an appointment with Dr. Clapper. And like, they're, they're, they're just boggled by that. But yes, you can make an appointment with Dr. Clapper and you can see him probably within the next two weeks, you know, if, if you'd like to have an appointment, you know, that, and so I give Dr. Uh, Marbis, Dr. Miller and Dr. Clapper so much credit for really making themselves available, you know, through this service so that they can really help people. And, and when I get to have a call, you know, after someone's appointment, if they have a question or something like that to ask, and everyone is just so grateful for the, the services that they provide. It's really incredible. It's, it's a fantastic thing to be a part of. I'm just so happy. Well, guys, thanks so much for being here. And I hope I wish you every success and I hope everybody will check it out because what do you got to lose? Nothing. Thank you. All thank right. you so much. We so appreciate you. Oh my God, my pleasure. And thank you guys for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow at 11 a.m. Pacific time when Heather Goodwin, who contributed a wonderful four ingredient pizza from this book is gonna be demonstrating it, but it's not what you think because she actually makes it into art. It looks like this mosaic is really, really cool. Thanks everybody. And thanks again, Anthony and Dr. Marvis. Thank you. Thank you. It was wonderful being here.